0: Welcome back to the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Level. Uh, with me once again, uh, Andrew Thompson, of course, our friend from Post Wrestling, and uh, Andrew Thompson interviews on YouTube, and uh, it's been a couple months since we've had Andrew on the podcast, but little did he know when I asked him if he wanted to do a podcast, I guess it would have been before SummerSlam, maybe, Andrew, and uh, I was thinking, all right, we'll have plenty to discuss. Well... Little did he know that uh, we would indeed have plenty to discuss uh, coming out of SummerSlam. But uh, Andrew, as always, uh, great to have you back on. And you and I were laughing a minute ago. Uh, We've actually probably been talking for a good half hour already, (laughs) but uh, we waited to hit the recorder. Uh, We we had a lot come out during our initial conversation on SummerSlam. And I guess we'll see how much of it uh, actually makes it uh, to air here on the podcast.
1: I appreciate you having me on, Blake. It's always a pleasure, as always. I enjoy these conversations with you, my good brother. So yeah, let's, let's definitely get into it. We, we'd have had half our conversation uh, <laughs> off air.
0: <laughs> we have. We, we have had a, a very lengthy discussion uh, on a couple of topics in particular. And to be honest, uh, that's probably what we will spend a lot of time on here. Uh, we will certainly mention some of the things uh, elsewhere on the card. But uh, sometimes here on the podcast, as our, our listeners know, We will run through it uh, from start to finish, but we're kind of going to jump around a bit here because I think there are two things in particular a lot of people are talking about right now, and and we will stick to those. Uh, I guess, Andrew, let's start with the big one, and it's hard to believe, at least in in my opinion, um, the big one maybe is not Brock Lesnar. (laughs) I think the big one may actually be uh, the other one. Now, I'm half joking. I I realize that uh, Brock's return is a huge deal and we will get to that in just a second. But maybe let's just let some of this um, negative energy get out of the way first, because <laughs> I think it's necessary. Uh, I I said this on Twitter earlier on. And, of course, I if you guys want to read it, my review for SummerSlams up on the site, for maniacom And I, I said it this morning after I woke up. I was like, After sleeping on it, uh, I think that I may have overrated the show overall, and I think the reason is about every hour, I keep thinking about how much I just completely disliked what happened with Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch, and I think that is really bringing this down for me uh, as, you know, things progress. All right, let's just start with this, Andrew. Andrew your your thoughts as you're watching this let's just let's start from the very beginning so Bianca comes out and I will tell you immediately I said okay Bianca comes out first if you go back at every match before that right we know the champion comes out last and the champion had come out last in every other scenario in the matches on SummerSlam before this one so as soon as she comes out first I'm thinking all right something is up here and we had already known there were reports that Sasha was not of course she wasn't at SmackDown Um, everyone was pretty much, I think, under the assumption going into the weekend that this match may actually be off, but they kept promoting it, kept promoting it until they actually got Bianca Belair into the ring. And then Greg Hamilton in the most deflating announcement ever, um, Hmm. no, no, nothing. (laughs) Just Sasha Banks can't compete. Oh, okay, great. Um, (laughs) like (laughs) I just thought the way they did that initially, I'm just thinking, wow, wow. Like you, you hype this up, you're advertising it, you have it in the opening video package, you are pushing this thing, um, everything. And then it's just out of nowhere, for a lot of people, again, maybe not for us, Andrew, because we, you know, we certainly have to be tapped in the news and all this stuff and everything. But for a lot of people, they're probably thinking, like, what the hell is this? What are you talking Mm -hmm. about? She's not able, like, no, nothing. Just, that's it. Like, I just thought that was such a, such a strange thing, just the way that they decided to announce this in the first place.
1: Yeah, for sure. This was uh, like I, I think people would have been very, very, very pleased with the idea of them announcing this maybe a week ahead. Or, or matter of fact, they could have even did this uh, last night on for the, uh, the night prior on Friday Night SmackDown, where they just announced that you know, uh, they they Sasha Banks wasn't gonna be able to compete here's her opponent, you know, and then you slide in a Tony Storm or you slide in a Liv Morgan or you slide in somebody that people would have just been like, oh, you know, that'd be a good matchup. That'd be something that people would tune into to fill the gap for Sasha Banks. Maybe not as uh, maybe match the star power of Sasha Banks, but I think people would have been pretty okay with Bianca getting a, you know, 15-minute match in with one of those talents and, you know, uh, ha- having everything unfold uh, a- afterwards that, that that most of us thought that it thought in the way that it should have happened, but yeah, man, I, I, that was a deflating announcement, like especially, you know, and, and, and no slight on Carmella, like it's, it's not her fault that she's been booked the way that she's been booked. Um, You know, she has had, I don't know how many title matches over the past month and a half. Like she's lost to Bianca Belair quite a few times. Uh, her and Selena Vega, they, didn't they just lose like a, 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 like a back-to-back match to Bianca? She got wins yeah. over both of them. Um, You know, she lost at Roland Lyle. I think they had a think they had a pay-per-view match i think i'm not too sure uh I, I can't really remember but i know she you know she got the win over uh Bianca got the win over and it's funny because i've talked to you about this off air carmella had did an interview um the thursday before uh this past friday night smackdown she was like uh, she basically talking about how she couldn't wait uh for a move to raw and she would love a draft because so she, she felt like she would kind of been uh so, sort of in the same cycle on smackdown for a long time and she really wants something different and that was a uh, Quite, quite, quite funny seeing her right back in the same situation that she'd been in for the past month and a half. So, yeah, I don't think this was a, a very um, flattering option for a lot of people, especially considering, like I said, that Carmela has been mixed up with Bianca for quite, 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 quite the period of time. And um, yeah, man, it's, it, it it was just very, it, it, it's very weird, man, how they you know went from you know essentially Bianca having this. Rise coming out of Royal Rumble and winning that, and then you know having that match that she had with Sasha Banks, which is honestly one of the matches of the year. And then you know coming out of WrestleMania and you know having the thing with Bailey, which which was honestly good. I did enjoy their interactions, and I think they probably would have had a good one at uh at Money in the Bank had Bailey not gotten injured. And then you know now here here we are now. Uh, but but I'll, I'll I'll let you uh tell t- 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 <laughs> the rest of the story.
0: Well. Yeah, uh, it's it's quite a story uh, for sure. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's one that I, I I will say this, and this is what I said after you know after the show last night. I, I'm writing review and just kind of trying to compile thoughts. There is more of a story to tell here. I will say that I will try to be optimistic, and i I'm trying really really hard to be optimistic. But I also know that we have said that same line that I just said probably countless times over the years when it comes to WWE and strange situations like this. And I can't say they've always played out um, in in that way that we wanted to. And so it's hard to be optimistic. And as you said, we go straight from sort of that scenario of not having Sasha Banks in the match to bringing out Carmella, which I think you can just completely avoid that altogether. If you're not going to do Bianca Belair versus Carmella versus Becky Lynch, there is zero point in having... Carmela come out in my opinion, except right.
1: I I was I mean I mean to cut you off, but some lady just came to my mind. Like you want to know who would have been, like at least maybe like right there with, um Sasha Banks as far as a replacement that people would have really really enjoyed if they would have threw in Naomi.
0: Yeah, you could have. Yeah, you could have done that, because she's someone that again you. It is just so. this is this just boggles the mind right they had so many different options like you said you do that someone who still has a ton of support behind her despite how they've you know booked her over the years um and like you and this is exactly you, you pointed out what i said you know written wise was i think this is where if you know this is the scenario Again, there's no reason to bring up Carmela in this. All it does is make Carmella look like a joke, and I know there are people will make jokes about. Well, they've already booked her that way. Okay, but that's that's <laughs> their fault. Like that's not Carmela's fault. Um, and I think that this is where, look, if you just and you mentioned Tony Storm, like that's the example I used of Tony Storm, who was called up what Andrew the, towards the end of July, yeah. and what has she done since then? Nothing. Like, they have not found anything to do, I guess, in any sense for her. But let's say that you bring out Tony Storm here, and we're just using her as an example, all right? You bring her out beyond – it's not – yes, like – and this is something else we always hear, and I, I think Bruce Pritchard's is actually the one that's always talked about this, uh, which is fitting here, I suppose, is <laughs> when when, you know, the whole card subject to change, when you have a – you know, if you have a replacement – you want that replacement to be as big or bigger than what you had before. And let's be honest, Becky was the only option in that. If you're using that philosophy and that ideology, like that was the only option you had to support that theory was to have Becky who was going to be, you know, again, as big, bigger than Sasha. But if you bring someone like Tony storm out and you let her have a 10 to 15 minute match with Bianca Belair, very competitive match, Maybe Tony Storm, you know, couple near falls, all this other stuff. She looks good. She has an opportunity. You think she could actually find a way to defeat this dominant champion. But ultimately, she comes up short. <laughs> After the match, Bianca, you know, does her celebration. Maybe they're both baby faces. You know, we get a nice little handshake, hug, whatever. Um, hey, good job. Like, we'll meet again. Great. Becky's music hits, crowds losing their minds. All right, Becky comes out. She gets face-to-face with Bianca. We'll see if, let, let's go from here. Like, we know where this is headed. In that scenario, there are three parties involved. All three parties come out winners. Tony Storm, <laughs> Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. Last night at SummerSlam, I honestly believe, as of right now, all three parties, Carmella, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, all come out with much less momentum much less of a buzz around them uh, a positive buzz than they had going into it and I think that is the biggest problem I have with this is you had a year and a half for this Becky Lynch return you knew it was going to be one of the biggest things you've done in a long time and this is what you decided to do with it um I just I just don't I don't get it I don't like it um, we will all have different opinions on this because God knows, Andrew, we've seen plenty of them over the past (laughs) 12 hours. We're recording this midday on Sunday. Um, And everyone has their right to their opinion. But I just think it was so short-sighted. It felt like shock value for the sake of shock value. And I just did not like it at all. And the more I think about it, the more I talk through it, I just dislike it even more, I think.
1: Yeah, I I, I do not think this was a good option in in the slightest. Like, Like you said, we, we we ran over that scenario uh, Off air Like it, it was so many Different options They could have did Like I mean Carmella hasn't been booked well Like they could have Had Bianca squash her If that's the way you want Or you could have You could have had uh, Becky Lynch squash her If you wanted to get Becky Lynch in the ring And just have her Get yeah. a quick win Could have squashed her Just like that And then right after the match Tell her you know Bianca Bella, You know what's coming there's your title match For extreme rules Simple as that um or or, or like or like I uh mentioned earlier you have Naomi come out Naomi's a big star people love Naomi a match between Bianca Belair and Naomi is actually a fantasy match that a lot of people have wanted to see for a long time you give them that I'm pretty sure they have chemistry I'm pretty sure they could go in there and they tear the house down have a good match and then you bring Becky back that's simple or 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 you slide in a Liv Morgan or like you know, like we said earlier uh Tony Storm there were so many different options they could have went and they chose this route of squashing somebody that they have been building uh, since January, and then you know, there's the whole other topic that people have of um, the 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 point that people make of you know. Let us let, see how it plays out. How many times have we said it? Have we seen? Let, let right. let's, let's let's how many times have we said? Let's see how it plays out. Like when that's to the
0: new then now <laughs> and forever. Like with <laughs> WWE, then now forever. Let's see how it plays out. Like I feel exactly. like that should be the new tagline because we say that so much. And
1: it, exactly, but it, it like it 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 makes you it it sort of conditions you to think. Certain things about the WWE product, it's like, it, 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 and it's like, and it, so sometimes it can, it can be in a real negative way. And like, I'm trying to, like, I saw one point somebody was like, um, Bianca Belair had, uh, did a, she was at the SummerSlam post show party, and she did an interview, and she was, you know, doing what she, you would think somebody in her position would do, very professional, not, you know, showing any emotion. And let me say this, Bianca Belair has a great poker face. She has a yes. great poker face, bro. Because like for for her to, I'm I'm assuming know that what was gonna happen when she made her entrance. Like she, you, she I, I thought she, you know, I'm thinking like she had a big smile on her face doing her usual thing. Didn't look off. Didn't look upset. Like she, had, she, she's a professional. Like at at you know, so that should let you know all you needed to know about her doing that interview at that post show party. The fact that she came out in front of that audience, knowing probably what was gonna happen and still having a smile on her face and still you know doing her usual thing you know it seemed like everything was you know perfectly fine to her but i mean she's a professional bro. that's what she does and of course she's not going to get on the microphone and bash the company you know after what just happened like i'm pre- I'm, but I'm pretty sure all of us uh without knowing Bianca Belair personally would think that she would rather have an 18 minute 15 minute match with Becky Lynch opposed against squash in 26 seconds after being built up since january and then you have the comparison I you know, I've, I've seen sort of the comparison between this and you know Kofi Kingston as far as how WWE books their black champions, uh, black, black baby face champions. Um, it's like the, the thing with Kofi Kingston is like looking back at that hindsight, then 2020, that was still bad. That that was really bad. But at the same time, Kofi is an established vet who will forever be over. Kofi will never yeah. not be over. The, the same thing I, I said this when he lost to Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank. I was like, that's not going to do anything to Kofi. Because Kofi is forever stamped in. He will always be forever stamped in. Kofi could go into five match losing streak and he would still be probably one of the most, I would say, top ten, most over people on the roster. On WWE's Raw raw SmackDown rosters. Kofi is he's he's that locked in. He will forever be that locked in. But Bianca, she's on the up and up. She still is on the up and up. She's a rising talent. She's a homegrown talent. Homegrown, bro. She was made in the PC. Like they, they built her not in the, you knew what I'm trying to say. They helped, they helped yeah. mold her in the PC. Like she's one of their own, you know? So I'm trying to, I, that, that's even more baffling considering that you would do that to one of your homegrown stars who you built from the ground up. And like, you just, you know, toss it to the side like that. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be somebody Blake. I promise you, whenever Bianca Belair gets the title back 18 months, 12 months from now, and she's not winning it from back from Becky. So, so I'm pretty sure it's going to be somebody who says, oh, man, look, everybody was complaining about when she lost to Becky and she got the title back like it was some long-term storytelling that WWE had planned out. That's not the case. Bianca Belair, I'm, I'm, without question, I'm pretty sure she will get the title back. She ain't be, She ain't beating Becky for it. I'm telling you that right now. But <laughs> she's going to get the title back. And, you know, I'm pretty sure people are going to do the whole thing. Oh, everybody was upset and yada, yada, yada. That doesn't make this any better. Like, you have a top talent who you have been building for eight months. You have been building her for eight months. She is, she is probably the strongest person you have in your division right now, Raw and SmackDown. The strongest person. She has been built the way. And, and she's had the same opponents over and over. And, like, she's done really, really well. So the fact that she marketable. Like you know what I'm saying, like you would send her on these NBC Today shows, and you know she 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 knows what she's she's a really marketable person, you know what I'm saying. So like yeah. it's it, it's just crazy to me that they would just throw that all away in one night for Becky Lynch's return. And like even when I was say I was like when Becky Lynch first came out, I was like oh this is cool, we are gonna get a Becky Lynch Bianca Belair match. I'm excited about this. Now first thing in my head I was like Bianca Bella is losing. There's no way she's retaining this time. Like <laughs> and, and it's it's nothing wrong with that. I was like you know that you know what. She Becky Lynch ain't been there in a year. She's probably the most not, not we we past the point of the whole the whole most popular female superstar in the company. She's one of the most popular stars in the company. Period. Like that's and shit, that's been that for the past since 2018. And she, Becky Lynch is like that and that she got a thunderous reaction when she came on. That just lets you know how over she is. And I was expecting. I was like, oh, you know, Bianca Belair is probably gonna lose the title. And I was cool with that. I was like, I was expecting that, so it wasn't nothing to be upset about. But like when you just squash her like that off the manhandled slam. And I don't think Becky Lynch has ever won to match with that. So I'm like, what, what, what is going on? It's like even people that try to use that in excuse. Are they trying to get the move over? What do you mean get the move over? What do you mean <laughs> get the move over? Like, dog, it, 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 was, it was so many, like, other things that they could have done to make everybody look good. Like you said, so many, so many other options. Bro, if you, if you were that... Uh, Locked in on getting the title off of Bianca Belair, you could have had you you like it. it still would have been dumb, but you could have did something like be, uh, be- Becky ambush Bianca, you know, and they, they do a three way with Carmella and Bianca and Becky. Uh, Becky takes Bianca out on the outside and she ties Carmella out in like twenty seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like it it, it, it still would have been bad, but it would been like hey, you know, at least you go to rematch her out like and it wouldn't have been as bad as you know you squashing somebody that you've been building since January in twenty seconds. It, it just didn't make sense, and it, it never will make sense. And I'm pretty sure, like I said, when whenever Bianca Belair wins the title back, somebody's going to be like, oh, this long-term booking, look, look at you. You were upset. And and then at that, how do you weave Sasha Banks back into this? Like, where does she fit in? And then you can't have Bianca come out on TV and do the whole, oh, yeah, I'm the best. Dude, you got squashed in 20 seconds. You, get, you, you lost. You took the L, a big L. Like, and – you 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 know how WWE's man, they they really have trouble booking baby faces all coming off of big losses. So I'm it, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do, uh, you know, whenever they decide to bring Bianca back on TV. Because I'm pretty sure and I'm pretty sure you agree that they probably nine times out of ten gonna run this back at extreme rules.
0: I have made four different notes in the past couple minutes here, just based off of some of the things you've said. And and it's it is incredible how many directions you can go here. But the one thing that I, I just wrote down was how different and you sort of said it how different of a conversation are we having right now if this match goes 10 minutes and becky wins i don't we're not losing our minds like it's you just you could have let them have a 10 minute match and even if becky wins you can then i think really push home the fact that okay bianca got this legendary opponent she was not prepared for and she, you know, it just she Lones. couldn't she couldn't do it, yeah. right? Like, great. I would have been but, fine with that. I <laughs> would have been fine with that. You do it in twenty seconds, and now the setup is this. You're going to run that same story <laughs> with Bianca making excuses for why she didn't win. I look, I'm they maybe they don't go this route, but I'm assuming this is the route they go in where we're gonna get Bianca wasn't prepared. I can already hear Michael Cole in my consciousness right now. Like, I can hear him yelling and screaming right now that Bianca Belair was not prepared. She didn't know she was going to be facing Becky Lynch. Um, She was prepared for Sasha Banks and all this. And I am dreading the possibility of them putting a microphone in Bianca Belair's hand and making her say this stuff because you said it perfectly, Andrew. She is, I think, before Becky Lynch came back, who else is the biggest, most pure baby face they have in the company? I don't, I don't think there's anyone else unless I'm forgetting someone. Um, I think it's now Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. And, mm-hmm. but like, and, and I've seen people make this, please, please. No. And, and I, I, I was probably wrong about this before with Bailey, because I thought probably the same with Bailey. I was like, you can't turn Bailey. Like, I just, I didn't see it, but of course we saw the reaction to her and all this, but that's a completely different situation. I'm sorry, but you're not turning Bianca Belair. She's not turning heel here. Let's let's please not go. There's no reason. It makes no sense for the story <laughs> to turn Bianca Belair. It's no it's it's nonsensical. I'm sorry. Down the road, like if this continues and maybe that frustration builds up, I understand making the case for it. But you cannot tell me that you can come out on Friday Night SmackDown in 5 days and all of a sudden Bianca Belair cuts this heel promo and we're supposed to believe that this was the story. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. So, I just, here's the thing, too. I'm sorry we're going to have to talk about CM Punk here because people always think that when you bring up AEW, you bring up something else that you're comparing the two. Unfortunately, in this scenario, here's the problem, is WWE has conditioned, I think, a lot of people, and and we've heard this talked about a lot over the past several weeks, right? Because the laughing joke was, there are people who actually thought that AW was not going to deliver <laughs> CM Pong, right, Andrew? Like everyone is saying, or not everyone, but there there is a contention of people who thought that they were not actually going to deliver yeah. it. The It'll reason be the right, and the reason why is because we have unfortunately at times been conditioned to believe that <laughs> you're going to get swerved. And I think this was it. Like this was the perfect example for me to say instead of a company giving you what you want. They give you the exact opposite. And that goodwill is just like you said, I'm sitting there before they start the match, and they're like, I'm like, they're gonna have this match. I'm excited. I'm like, this is great. Okay. Right. I realize sure you could have in in the best scenario, you probably should have promoted it. That's fine. And I'll maybe, you know, you get knocked for that. But at the same time, I'm not gonna complain if you give me a Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair match. Right. And then I had to complain because you gave me a Becky <laughs> versus Bianca Belair match and it was terrible. Like it was not anything that I expected. Um, So uh, there's just there are so many. I mean, look, we look at this. We have talked about this for 25 minutes. Like this is incredible to think <laughs> that in 20, a 22nd 20 deal we have talked about for 25 minutes. But I can't believe that they did that. I just I can't. And hey, I, hey,
1: I just it was gonna be I don't so know. Funny. You want to know it's gonna be so funny. If, w- w- whenever they do run this match back, and let us say Bianca and ba- and Bianca and Becky have a good match, people are just gonna say, "Well, why did you just do that at Summerslam?"
0: Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> like we gotta build it. Okay, great. But now, if you build it up, <laughs> am I as excited to see it as I would have been before? No, like I'm not. <laughs> I'm sorry, but and, and some people may disagree with that, but I just I think you take all the momentum away with what they did. And that's, I mean, like you said, I mean, Andrew, we started this conversation. I felt, I felt better. Like I felt a little more even keel. I was back to sort of, Hey, I'm not liking it as much, but uh, I'm, I understand like, but now like, you know, 25 minutes in, I'm thinking this was terrible. And right. it's just, ah, oh, it's, it's frustrating. It, 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 it is it very is. frustrating. It
1: really is frustrating, bro. Cause it's like, what, what it, 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 it I, I think the reason I, I don't think anybody's upset at Becky Lynch per se, I think it's more so the fact that just just how strong they built up Bianca Belair just to tear her down like that, like it like to tear the, tear the character down like that. It just like it it, it really doesn't make sense at, at all. Like and and I, I don't know how people like how you even attempt to justify it. Like there's there's no way to justify it. like you have somebody who has been the head of the women's division uh, since April, and like you 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 built her real well. Even you know like I said even though she had some of the same opponents, but she st- she still did really, really, really well. Like, and she has all the, every, everything you could ask for in a babyface champion. And, like, you have her come back and, you know, squ- and, like, and it's the thing. I don't think people's gonna, people are gonna boo Becky for the most part, but you can't expect me to be like, oh, yeah, Becky Lynch is the babyface in this way, but she's like an asshole. She just came back and then just, you know what I'm saying? Just, just inserted herself into this whole situation yeah. and then just squashed Bianca Belair. Like, I'm supposed to think Becky's a good guy in this situation. Um. There ain't no way. She's not the good guy, but like, I'm 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 just so interested to see how they try to make Bianca recover from this, cause it's it's like like you said, I definitely didn't go the whole route of I wasn't prepared, you know. And then when she does get prepared and they do do the rematch and then they end up having a good match, people are gonna be like, well, well, where was that, you know, at SummerSlam? They could have just did that. Like like we both said, I genuinely would not have had a problem with them having a match. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Half, they should have just gave them the amount of time that Sasha and Bianca were going to have, right? I would have been completely fine with that. You know, I as I, like, soon as I saw Becky Lynch, first thing that came to my head was like, she's probably going to be Bianca with the title. And I was like, you know what? It's okay. It's all right. You know, it's whatever. But when they go that route, I'm like, dude, what, what are you doing? Like, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out when, whenever Sasha Banks comes back, I hope everything is, uh you know, all well with her, of course. But like, whenever she comes back, how, how does she get weaved into the situation and where do they go with Bianca once Sasha does get involved? And, you know, it's, it's like this weird thing. And then, you know, you got Sasha and, um, I mean, you got Becky and, uh, Charlotte as the current champions of both brands. You got survivor series in a couple months, you know, they do the whole Raw versus Smackdown thing. You, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, <laughs> I like I I I really don't know like where they go from here. Like I'm you know I'm well they they probably gonna go a rematch route right, with you know Becky and Bianca, but it's like that that that's that, that's probably one of the more questionable decisions uh th- this year that I've seen as far as professional wrestling booking goes. Like it, it was it it was very very uh confusing and 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 it did take a lot of a lot of steam off the show.
0: Yeah, I think they're gonna do a triple threat at some point. I don't know when that's gonna be, but we know how this works. Like, I just think that, and look, I'm sure the match will be great, but again, is it going to have the buzz attached to it that it would have had before you did this? I don't, I don't personally think so. Um, but maybe again, other people will have different opinions and that's fine, but I just don't think that I don't think it helped anyone. And I think to me, that's the biggest problem is it's just, and that's what I keep thinking about. Like this wasn't just Becky Lynch returning, this was Becky Lynch returning like after a year and a half. Like yeah. This was a long time, and they had a long time to figure this out. But you know what? One of the reasons why they probably had to do this was because they have not done a good enough job of building up anyone else to be in that yeah. scenario and to put That's in true. that spot. And so it's their own doing. It's, it is what it is. I mean, they created the scenario that has led to what they decided to do here. And I just... I just think it was so disappointing, um,
1: bro. Now, now, now that I think about it, like I, I genuinely wouldn't have minded um, a Naomi Bianca match. Like now that I threw that out there, that sure. that would have that that would have been interesting. I, I ain't saying I ain't saying it would have fulfilled like people wanted to see Sasha Bianca too, especially coming off what they did at Mania. But like I was like now that I say that, I was like I think Naomi probably would have got a decent. You know, I don't think people would have been like they they would have reacted to her how they reacted to Carmella. I think she would have got a nice little, you know, she got a nice pop, and people would have been excited for that.
0: But guess what? Even if the match isn't great, and people feel deflated as that match is going on, if Becky Lynch's music hits after that match, all is forgiven. And and like that is why I think it could have been so simple, is people aren't necessarily going to be as mad at you about Sasha not appearing, and maybe you have to, and I don't want to say settle, but I mean, I think in some people's terms, like, it's a lesser match, but if you have Becky come out after we've been waiting for this for 18 months or whatever, all is forgiven. And it's just, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe not from the you know hardcore Sasha fans, but all is forgiven. And I just don't, I don't know why they made this complicated, but, oh my, here goodness. we are here. Here we are. I mean, <laughs> th- look, we, you know, I try to keep these podcasts at an hour. We've spent the first half of the podcast on this one match. Um, if you even want to call it that. So that kind of tells you, I think where things stand At least from our opinion. Now, I know a lot of people, Andrew, uh, one of the, the, you know, perhaps the biggest takeaway from everything that happened at SummerSlam uh, was the return of Brock Lesnar, not just Brock Lesnar, but ponytail Brock Lesnar. And (laughs) uh, I said this too, and I know a lot of people mentioned it, but my goodness, I don't know. Brock looked jacked. I mean, this guy's always looked jacked, but he just was, uh, he's been throwing around some bells of hay or something at the farm because... This guy was just, I mean, he's just, he's a monster. Um, but I just, the Brock thing to me, and look, we've always heard, like, you know, there's always always been rumors about, well, is Brock coming back and all this other stuff. This has been the running theme for a decade now, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, this was genuinely, I, I did not expect this. I will say, like, I did not expect Brock Lesnar to come out after this. I didn't know what they were going to do. I didn't know if maybe they just, you know, finish it with Reigns winning and that's the pay-per-view, but I did not expect Brock Lesnar, and so I will say, in the moment, like, I looked at it and thought, this is a pretty cool deal, because it's not Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar part 52 of, um, you know, bad babyface Roman Reigns versus, (laughs) you know, the heel that people are tired of seeing in Brock Lesnar, like, the dynamic is, is flipped, and it feels fresh which I never thought I'd probably be able to say that if you'd asked me you know two years ago if I ever would have thought we'd been saying those words about Reigns versus Lesnar again probably not but it does feel different because the dynamic has is switched now so I will say I'm at least intrigued by where they go from here uh and you and I of course I'm sure we'll get into this Andrew we did a little um you know fantasy, fantasy, fantasy booking yeah. <laughs> of our own before we started recording uh but I I Look, I think it makes sense because I always thought you were going to do this with Reigns on top because of the Heyman dynamic, because of the history, everything involved. I thought it always made sense to do this match eventually. Um, so I can't say that I blame them at all for going this route, uh, just to, to have Lesnar come back. And and I do think it, it is something that feels different, even though we've seen this match before.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm excited to see the dynamic between this version of Roman Reigns versus uh ponytail Brock as, as we all call it a man. So yeah, it, it's definitely going to be a dynamic that I think a lot of people are interested in. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how, I mean, well, I, I think that, I think that they're getting the exact reaction that they want from Roman. I think people are going to boo Roman and I think they're probably going to cheer Brock or, or maybe some people boo Brock and maybe some people cheer. I, I, I think it's a cool dynamic that they kind of got and they can kind of sway that. Uh, or position the story however they want to position it. I, I'm I'm more excited to see Brock cut his own promos. That that's go that's gonna be very interesting because the last time he did it when he did the whole thing with Heyman, he was like Paul say something stupid. One one of yeah. my all-time favorite Brock Lesnar moments. But um, but yeah, it, it's it's a lot of interesting dynamics that play in this situation. And you know, you look at the whole situation. I like, I'm, I'm I'm very excited to see how Heyman reacts. Like, you know, his facial expressions and, you know, how he how, just how he's so confident in Roman and all these different feuds that Roman's had since August 2020 versus this one that he had. Like, even with Cena, Heyman wasn't like you can even see some of his facial expressions. He wasn't threatened for Roman or, or like threat, like threatened at the thought of Cena taking the title of Roman. Like he had those little facial expressions and certain comments where he had moments of doubt. But like with this one, with Brock, it's like Heyman has had this long, long story relationship with Brock. And now it's like I, I feel like Ham is about to he's about to be such an integral part of this story, maybe without even having to say too much. And just about his bodily and facial expressions like he's going to tell a lot like about how uh, nervous he is for Roman and the fact that Roman might not might, might not be able to pull this off. And like but the thing is, like, I'm I, I, I feel like like me and you, we said we said we did some fantasy booking before the show. I, I feel like this is going to be a common theme. For Roman, like him coming off a big win and then having to deal with another big challenger, and I think we all can put two <laughs> and two together and guess who that next big challenger is going to be. I don't think he, I don't think he's losing to Brock. I think they're probably going to get two matches out of this. Um, hundred percent. I think me and you both can agree that one of these matches between Roman and Brock is going to happen at Saudi. Like that's yeah, that that's that's locked in. That's going to happen. Maybe they run it back at Survivor Series and then you know Survivor Series is in Brooklyn, big show at the Barclays Center. <laughs> you know, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, you know, I think that's the thing everybody's thinking about and you know, they probably build that five for a a long and just throw some people at Roman's face, you know, until, you know, you get around, you know, you get out of Royal Rumble or whatever. But yeah, man, the, the, the Roman Brock thing, I, I am interested. It was a good surprise to see Brock back, um with the, you know, with the with the with the, with the black white But I mean I said with the black I mean not the black white with the um the, the black tee tough in his jeans. <laughs> yeah. Tough in the jeans. Brock has no style whatsoever, but hey, that you know what he probably don't care. Brock got banged, but like it, I was just thinking, like that it's gonna be a very interesting dynamic uh, seeing these two, especially with this incarnation of uh, Roman Reigns, who they uh, handle quite delica- de- delicately. It, it, w- it would be nice if everybody got treated with that uh, that, that 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 amount of uh, carefulness in, in their storylines, but hey, we can't ask for too much. <laughs> but it was just like you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 interested to see where they go. Uh, ho- hopefully they don't, you know. I-, I think the max we should get two matches out of this. I don't know if they want to use it on extreme rules, or you know, maybe they, you know, maybe they just do it at, uh, you know, like like we said, uh, do it at the cr- The is it crown jewel? Is that what it is? Yeah,
0: crown jewel. Yep. Do it,
1: do it at the crown jewel show, and then run it back at a uh, run, run it back at Survivor Series, and you know that's when we get the Rock, and then we get the build to Roman Rock at uh 38.
0: You know, sometimes we always, like, the rent's repeat doesn't always work, but I think in this scenario you could do that where, like you said, you, he beats Cena here, or I guess essentially you could go back to Money in the Bank, where he beats Edge, Cena comes back, he beats Cena, Lesnar comes back, mm-hmm. he beats Lesnar, Rock comes back. Rock comes back, right. I, I think, I mean, like, that's a, if we talk about simple formulas, like, that yeah. works. It and, works. Yeah, it works, it's it's very simple, but I don't think anyone would have any problems if they do that in that exact scenario like you said um i I, you would have to think in my opinion that they're going to do this match and maybe it's part two right that's a rival series and i think that's where i think that's where rock comes back and and Mm -hmm. they set that up for wrestlemania um you know and and we'll we'll get into this down the line we you and i kind of went into this a bit in terms of what does that mean for who actually is going to beat roman down the line but Oof. we've we've got time Man. to talk about that um and like we said if it wasn't for wwe uh, doing what they did with bianca and uh, becky we'd, we'd have a little more time to do it right now but um that is a a fascinating thing to look at moving forward because i just think that you know to, to me there's there's no reason for anyone of this group to beat roman reigns i just don't know what it does for you uh, other than You know, I guess if Rock does it, you get the headlines everywhere, um, in you know all your uh, media places. But you know, it doesn't it doesn't do a whole lot though. I think uh, overall, and so that is what I find the most fascinating in bringing Brock back is if they have multiple matches, Roman has to beat him in both, right? Like, I mean, I just don't. uh, This is where I think it's like, well, we're probably gonna get into it, but it's like the end game for this whole Roman thing, I am just still fascinated by. And that's why I think I'm invested in this. Um, Even though it is, once again, it's Vince going back to Brock. And we know that's always been um, something that's been very criticized because of how many times they go back to this. And once again, Andrew, the comparisons, the AEW where, you know, you bring in CM Punk or you go these other directions and Vince goes back to Brock. But I mean, Brock is Brock. And (laughs) like it or not, like this guy is... Unlike a lot of other people we've ever seen in the industry, and it it does feel fresh versus the time before and the you know five times before that. So yeah. that I will give them credit for. It feels different, but I just I am so fascinated still to see what this ultimate destination is going to be in terms of Reigns and how everything goes from here. Uh, because I don't see Brock beating him. Um, and maybe i'm wrong but i think this is another roadblock for reigns where he gets another win he mm-hmm. keeps building he keeps building until eventually you've got to build someone up to feel like that they are a bigger threat to roman reigns than john cena edge brock lesnar and the rock right yeah, Like man. and who is that going to be i i we, we both know like you and i know what we're going to say on that it's going to be like can they build up someone like Big E to get to that level? Um, Dude, not like, if he's wrestling bum-ass Baron Corbin on the kickoff <laughs> show.
1: Getting his briefcase stolen. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. It's it's going to be something, man.
1: Like, like we, we literally said it before we started recording. Big E is like the only option right now. Like, I can't think of nobody else that's like... And, and, and he's not even close to being as strong as Reigns is being. But, like, yeah. Reigns is like... They they are like I, I I think they are getting to a point where they are booking this man into like maybe not so much of a of a good spot in terms of like it's good for him but like in terms of like presenting someone where you can genuinely believe that they might do it like I think Brock is probably the closest that we can get I I never thought that Cena was gonna do it. I was just like Cena got too much going on outside of wrestling to just be like hey let me and and and, and just hearing Cena in these interviews. Like, he, he's not going to take the title and then, like, just be off some, like, you know, hey, I'm going to show up every two months type thing. Like, I, I can't see him being okay with doing that. But, like, B- Brock is probably the guy who th- – that this is why it's good for Brock to come back because it's been a minute since we've had somebody who's, like, you know, we have a, a scenario for Roman where it's like, okay, he might lose. Like, even at WrestleMania – when they was in there with uh with Danielson and uh Edge Brian Danielson. I I'm I'm I'm, I'm starting to like call that D- Danielson now because I, I, right. <laughs> I, 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 I think he's leaving so that's why I'm like I, I don't know I've been calling him Danielson a lot but Brian, Daniel Brian but um like I, I'm I'm like even when that match happened I was like okay it's a chance Roman might lose you know he 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 could, he could lose this by not getting pinned or not getting submitted and like ever since then and, and he, he even dated back to um. You know, uh, uh, August 2020, when he won the t- when he uh, when he first won the title, I would say Brian Edge are probably the only two, and, and Kevin Owens. There there was there was a point in there where I I legitimately thought that Kevin Owens could pull it off, because especially when they had the whole stipulation of like he couldn't challenge for the title again or something like that. Like I I I thought that there was there was a chance that he that he could do it. I legitimately thought that. Um, but they didn't do it. So it's been, yeah, Brian, Edge, and, and Owens for me that I thought that could legitimately take the title off Roman. I thought there was a chance. Maybe not been a high chance, but I thought it was a chance. And Brock, for me, I think there's a higher chance of me believing that he could do that to Roman. He could end Roman's reign. Uh, I'm, that, that was a tongue twister right there. Should to say that five times. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you, you said, I think Big E is like the the natural person that everybody's looking at. And, like, they're building up Roman so well to a point of it's, like, anybody that we throw in front of him, it's like, ah, eh, you know, it'll be good, but, you know, I don't really think, like, it like, especially, like, I, I don't know if that's for everybody, but for me, I like to have that sort of believability factor when I'm watching shows, like, as far as, like, I I genuinely think that there's a chance that somebody could lose the title to X, to this person, to X Y or Z. Like, I, I like that feeling of not truly knowing what's going to happen, and, like, even when Roman had the thing with Cesaro I was like Cesaro is not beating Roman Reigns bro like it's it's yeah. just no way it's like it's legitimately no way that's happening you know what i'm saying and um like even like if if things do play out how we fantasy booked it with uh with Rock coming back to Survivor series you, you still got to throw somebody at Roman for a TLC got to throw somebody at Roman for Royal Rumble i'm pretty sure they they probably want to have him on those two shows maybe elimination chamber maybe they don't really care about that so you know they just hold them off and then you you know you got a straight straight shot from there, but um, you know it's it, it it's it's one of those things where I think Biggie is the guy. I think a lot of people want Biggie to be the guy, but you can't have Biggie like messing around, you know, getting his briefcase jack by Baron Corbin. You know what I'm saying? Like it's <laughs> like, like I understand you gotta have some some filler stuff. Like everything ain't gonna be as far as WWE goes. Everything ain't gonna be pitch perfect. But at the same time, man, like dude, it's so many other things. That you can do, like if, if if you if you can't if you can't figure out a good storyline, a good invested storyline for people to get uh into as far as Biggie goes, just put him on TV every week and have him win a match, have him win a match, just yep. just have him going like a win streak, have him pick up like seven eight wins in a row. That way, like at least you know he he may not be in nothing that people are super invested in, but it's like hey Biggie's on the win streak. You know what I'm saying? And it's like he's coming. So yep. I like it, it's like little stuff like that, bro, that they can do to get people invested. But I like right now dude like if they don't get Daniel Bryan back which i, I at this point I, I i think it's a sure enough thing that he's probably going elsewhere yeah i elsewhere. think he's gone. yeah, yeah. i I, yeah, cause the, cause the, I don't know if you if you um if you peeped it but on the pre-show when they were talking about the mania match they didn't say his name at all
0: not a single mention <laughs> they they would they,
1: they, they, they just said he stacked edge that's all they yeah. said they didn't mention him they didn't say his name so that just makes me think either they're not talking or they're not confident in their talks or Brian is just, he's hundred percent going to AEW or he's hundred percent going wherever. Most likely it's probably going to be a, Oh, he might probably be new. You never know. You never know. But <laughs> I, 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 either way, I think it's probably like 95% that Brian's going elsewhere. So if they don't get him back, then man, I'm, I'm looking at that roster and I'm like, Biggie, That's, 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 that's your only option, bro. That's your only and that's a good option. But like they have you have to build Big E. You can't like just have him sit in the wings with the briefcase. Even though I'm pretty sure people went now, I wouldn't mind it if he just popped up randomly and, you know, cashed in. Honestly, I thought that he was gonna cash in on Bobby Lashley. That's what I thought was gonna. I thought Bobby Lashley when Bobby Lashley got the win, I was like, Oh, Big E's about to cash in and he's gonna win the title. Reunite with New Day on Raw. New Day gets the tag titles back. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like I I thought that's the route they was gonna go. And it didn't happen. So now it's just of a scenario where I, I don't really know what Biggie fits into this scenario. Like, do you have Roman go through all these major challengers to get beat on the money in the bank? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it, it, it's, it's, a weird situation. And, and you, you said it perfectly before we started recording. I make sure I want to give you your credit for this. This is a good point. You was like, they, this puts Biggie in such a weird spot. Like he is in the weirdest spot. Like, <laughs> Cause like how do you how do you Biggie beats Roman right? What do you do with Biggie after that?
0: Yeah.
1: Roman has beat John Cena, Brock Lesnar, The Rock. How does Biggie's title reign? How do you remotely make Biggie's title reign as 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 investing as the previous title holders' title reign was? How do you do that? Yeah. They have they have trouble booking babyface champions as it is. I don't want this to be a thing of Big E wins the title and then he just drifts off into nowhere and then starts having you know matches with anybody and everybody. Like I want him to be booked. Bring Kane chance. back. Bring Kane, Kane back, like, oh, back. Come and, on, man. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I ain't mean to go in the long rant, but it was just like it, it's it, Big E. He he's in a weird spot, and I think he's a great great talent that can really take that from Roman Reigns. I really I really believe in Big E, but it's like I I just can't. Put that much stock in WWE to do it right, you know. I just can't. I just can't. I feel like if I do, I'm end up disappointing myself. So I'm just like, you know, we we gonna, we gonna see how it plays out. Uh, you know, either way. So that's
0: just that's just I think this is an interesting point. On this show, there were what? If you count the pre-show, there were eleven matches. I think is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, of the baby faces. Which, how many came out of this show better than they were going into it? I would argue there were two. Maybe three, but one to a lesser extent. Edge, <laughs> John Cena. I mean, even this, even in Cena losing, I think Cena having the type of match he had, he still comes out looking really good. So, yeah. Edge and it's John same, Cena.
1: Cena Cena, bro.
0: Right? But see, that's my point, is Edge and John Cena. Reigns has beaten both of those, correct? So... Mm-hmm. The only other person I would say, babyface-wise, which we already said, it's not Becky, it's not Bianca, and obviously they wouldn't be opponents for Reigns anyways. Um, Damian, yeah, Damian Priest. Priest, the only yeah. other one that came out probably better, <laughs> but but still, that's United States title, and as we know, secondary champions, not always book great. So, I don't know where they go eventually, because right now, as you said... Biggie's on the kickoff show. The Money in the Bank winner who had his briefcase stolen. We have nothing to do for him. We've got Drew McIntyre in a four-minute squash match because he has been so upset over his sword being stolen. <laughs> like, seriously, what, what do we do here? And I think this is the problem, Andrew. And I – look, we're having fun here, but – and I don't mean to be negative, right? But it's just – I don't know <laughs> where you go from here. Oh, uh, 48 minutes. This thing went off the rails. Um, I just, it's, it's funny sometimes, but it's not funny about, you know, it's like, because they, they bring back Goldberg, they bring back all these other, I mean, Orton and Brittle, great, but like, they're not, you know, they're, they're an overact, but they're not to that level like that. And it's, you know, you already said it, like Cesaro, we've been that route, Um right. There are so many other people, and I just, I don't know. I think a lot of things are just so, so yet to be determined on this, because it's just, they are in a state right now where I, it is such a weird, I think weird's the best word. Like, they are in such a weird state right now, because, oh, by the way, Andrew, what are they going to do? They're going to bring up someone from NXT who, you know, we've already proven that we have no clue what to do in that scenario at
1: times. Yeah, um, I, was, I was about to say may, I, I was thinking um may, maybe they go Seth Rollins at some point. That's true. That lost. is a good point.
0: That's they can do that and here's yeah.
1: here's what would be they my suggestion
0: sense. quickly on this Andrew. I think if you want to have the biggest angle you could have.
1: Oh they, oh, they got Ballard, too. I forgot all about him.
0: Yeah, well there, isn't that the point though? Like <laughs> you forgot you forgot. Like I it's forgot just of,
1: no, I, I genuinely forgot all about Finn. Well, I forgot all about him.
0: I think that says a lot because he had his contract stolen away. Um, His opportunity got stolen from Cena. So it's just like, I just, man, I am just like, I don't know. Like, and I don't even know what I was just about to say, because I'm just thinking like, I don't even know what the scenario is. Ultimately they go to with some of this. Um, It's, it is, it is fascinating, but at the same time, I think it is continuing to be a little worrying that, they just have not, on the babyface side, it has been an absolute struggle. And then on this one show, I think that, like we said, you get Edge coming out looking great. Damian Priest better probably than he was when he went in. Still ways to go there. Um, Cena. Cena. But with what you did with Becky and Bianca, they're, they're still going to be over. Like, Becky's going to be over. That's fine. But, like, this whole Reigns thing is what we're focused in on. And yeah, I just, I don't see anyone in the next three to six months (laughs) other than brock i guess like Mm. being the only one that you could feasibly i think make the argument for unless there is just Mm. a build-up job of epic proportions that's the scenario they're in right now
1: like maybe like i i was thinking I'm i'm looking at the uh like it, it, it's it's crazy that I I just had to um look up the SmackDown roster right now just to see a look at it. That's how I uh, came up with Balor's name. Like do like it, it's cra- I completely forgot about Balor being like in the mix. Like he was in the mix. Yeah. Like I'm I was like like when, when I saw his, uh, his profile picture on the on the on the roster page, I was like, damn, Finn Balor, he was just in like the Universal Title thing like three weeks ago. So like it was um very interesting to see how like quickly he's been like to the sidelines uh already, but. Man, may, maybe that's the route they go for extreme rules. And maybe they don't have to do Brock. Uh, that's
0: uh, probably why. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think they and do they don't
1: that. Have to, yeah. Man, maybe they go, you know, give get Balor his title shot. Balor loses, of course. Uh, Brock goes <laughs> on to <the> Saudi. He <laughs> loses, of course.
0: Of course does.
1: <laughs> Man, oh, he does. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, he ain't winning. Come on now. But, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, he, he faces Brock at the Crown Jewel show. And maybe, oh, oh, maybe, oh, maybe, maybe they do this. Maybe they do this. How about this? Uh, just to save. Well, I, I see. Look, this is the thing. I don't know, especially because they brought Brock back now. This is the thing. Like, I don't know if they would want to wait this long to bring the like to bring him back again, or maybe they just keep him in the mix on the show but don't do a title match. I, I don't know how they go about it. But uh, yeah, like, Ray's always reliable. You can go you can go that route for an opponent. You still got Balor waiting in the wings. I'm very curious to see how they build if they choose to build Balor up and then maybe you can, uh, Balor reigns at Saudi Brock comes back and attacks reigns at the Saudi show. And then they do that at survivor series and then rock comes back and then you just move on. And like, I I mean, they, they there's some people to throw at reigns, but it's just like,
0: but we've seen know. some of them before. Right. Yeah, and you it's you just seen, like,
1: seen, like, and I'm pretty sure yeah. you don't want to run Kevin Owens again. Yeah. Like, you know, it's,
0: I don't know. I mean, they, I guess that Extreme Rules where he could lose his eye, his other eyeball like he could yeah. for a second straight <laughs> year he just you lost one last year and lose the other one and um, do, do, you,
1: do you think Rollins is taking time off or do you think he's staying?
0: Oh, that's what I was going to get to with Rollins a second ago. I completely just lost oh, my you, train of thought. That's what he was about to say. <laughs> so, here's what I was thinking on this and I don't know if eventually like they're going to go this route but I think if you go to Roman and Rollins which they're going to have to do at some point like yeah. and, and maybe that's the ultimate goal right um maybe it's Rollins I don't know I think that's what we talk about that's gonna take some major rehabbing too I think from a character standpoint um but maybe that's where you go but my my fear and this is why I was gonna bring this up is unless it's like Roman Reigns unexpectedly like just spearing Becky Lynch somewhere and um you know to add to that I really hope they don't go that route of putting Becky and Rollins back together in that scenario if Rollins goes back to being a babyface. I fear that they will at some point, uh, because we saw what happened the last time around. Um, and that's my only hesitation with that is I hope they they leave that be and don't decide to shoehorn both in together, uh, with that. But I guess, you know, maybe there's some interest if you tie in a, you know, something with Reigns and Becky and even if you don't directly put Seth and Becky together on screen, you know, there is an obvious understanding there of the relationship involved. Um, I I assume you could do that. Or I also assume maybe you can just play off the old shield stuff. But I feel like at this point, like the shield thing just feels like forever ago. Like, and and I know that history will always be there, but you know, with Moxley and AW and I just don't, I don't know how much more there is left of that. Right. Like we've seen that a lot before with that storyline in particular so it, it would have to be to me something it'd have to be different and i don't know exactly what that is but um I, yeah i do think that they they will go to roman and seth at some point and i don't know maybe maybe that's the ultimate decision they make but again like we said it's it's a hard sell i think in a lot of cases if if roman runs through edge cena brian which we said back at wrestlemania lesnar and rock if if, for, if somehow that's the lineup he goes through Man, it's, um, it's going to be something to see who actually finally beats him.
1: What, what, what do you see was next for Edge?
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one, in which I guess we'll we'll get into some of this other right, stuff quickly. Yeah. It's like, uh, I thought that, that was a great match. I thought the main event was good too, by the way. I know we didn't really talk much about the match, but I thought Reigns just, again, as a heel, his mannerisms, all that stuff, was just, it was stellar and Cena. Yeah, you he's said, really
1: good. He's season. really, really good. Yeah, yeah. and the, but the, I, I think that Edge Rollins man, that was the yeah. best match on the show. Well, bro, bro I, I I've seen like some weird comments about Seth Rollins like in ring a bit. Seth Rollins a, he's a great wrestler, bro. He he really oh is yeah great, he's like, great. Like dude, I I don't think I don't think his wrestling school would be as successful as it is if he wasn't a great wrestler. Like he he's really really talented. Like yeah. he, I think he gave Edge probably his best match since he came back without question. Like smooth everything else. Like Rollins is really good, and not to take away from Edge, Edge is really, really good as well. But I think Rollins, he he brought Edge up, like with him. You know what I'm saying? That was a that was a good job by him. And I think I think it was the right move having Edge win. The thing is, I don't know. I I, I think I think maybe Edge takes some time off after this, and maybe he comes back and like leads a Survivor Series team or something like that. Like maybe that'd be cool. I guess and assembles you know a little Survivor Series team. I guess.
0: I'm trying to think of who's even who is even on the which we have to do and and as we said we'll get to this down the road but like they're going to do the draft at some point oh yeah that's and you know we we know there are possibilities of maybe see i don't know though if you bring edge back to raw i don't i don't really know that there's well i guess you got styles right you could go that route Hmm. um we've already seen edge norton um i guess edge lashley would be different so I mean, I guess you could do yeah. that. I don't know on SmackDown though. Like, who are the, who's there on SmackDown? That I mean, you don't want to. So use...
1: they, so on SmackDown for the for the Mills, they have, uh, Angelo Dawkins, Apollo Cruz, Matt, um, Lord But I like I I lie to you that when as soon like when I when I saw him do the Nigerian character, like as so as soon as I saw him bring that on TV, first thing I thought in my mind was when the crowds come back, that is getting deaded yeah. immediately. And boy <laughs> has it. Uh they got Angelo Dawkins, Apollo Cruz, uh Biggie, yeah, I said Baron Corbin already, Cesaro, Chad Gable, Commander Aziz, um, Dolph Ziggler, Dominate, Finn, Usos, Kevin Owens, Nakamura, Montez, uh, Otis, Ray, Robert Rude, uh, Reigns, of course, Sami Zayn, Rollins, and, and uh that's it for like, the Mills.
0: Of that scenario, like Sami Zayn's probably the only yeah. Right. Like that's yeah. it on, on SmackDown. Like, cause I again, unless you want to do babyface babyface, you could do Owens and ones like that. But I mean, if that roster like gets Sami Zayn, and uh, I mean that's that's appealing, but I don't know. Like, I it's um, it's it's not good in terms of maybe what's next for Edge. I, I don't know what the next big match is for him.
1: Um, I, I I think it's best he goes away for a while.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's got to be. And I said this too. You know, I. Nothing against almost, but I think now is sort of that time where, and, and this is going to hurt the tag team division, right? Because you talk about a weak division. Um, there are very few tag teams to choose from both on Raw and SmackDown right now, uh, outside of just the matches we've already seen 15 times. But I think this is where you have to start slotting AJ back into some of these yeah, top man. roles. It, I mean, it, it, it,
1: it's, it's getting crunchy, bro. Like you, you, you might, you might need, <laughs> need to get. You know, you you might need to bring him back. Like, like you want to know what, bro? I wouldn't even lie. Like, I'm not even lie. Who oh, I would really, 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 really like to see Keith Lee versus Roman Reigns.
0: Well, there's another. Like it's,
1: it's, bro, especially with this, like, not not that story. Keith Lee's like real life things that he's had going on over the past six or seven months. Like, and, and I'm not a big fan of like weaving people's like real life things in there. But like, if he's of course okay with it. Like if you can, without getting um, disrespectful and being like overly like weird with it, like not, you know, like if you can just simply let people know who haven't seen the Keith Lee explain his situation, if you can just get him to explain that on TV in a way without it being like in a like like I don't I don't know just just, just like I I I feel like Keith Lee has so much goodwill. And if you can somehow get him in there with Reigns and they can recreate what they did at the Survivor Series in a longer form, that would be probably one of the more interesting matches, bro. Because a lot of people thought Keith Lee was going to pin Roman Reigns at that show. And and they, granted, this is not that same Roman Reigns, but Keith Lee is very believable, very, very believable if you present him in a manner, you know, in a, in a good manner, you know. So that that's another one. Like, but when you're looking at the Raw side, like, the, the, this, this is all they got. Um, you know, they got AJ. Like you said, AJ's a talent. Um, I'll, I, I'm going to just say his name because I don't know why I'm doing but I'm going to just say his name just to not slide. I'm a curious our, uh, Angel Garza. You got Lashley. You got Cedric. You got Damian. Uh, yeah. Gulak. Drew McIntyre. Uh, the Viking Raiders. Um, Humberto. Uh, Jackson Riker, Jeff Hardy. The NXT, future NXT champion Jeff Hardy. Uh, you got Jinder Mahal. John Morrison. Keith Lee. Kofi. Um, Mace, Mansoor, Mustafa Ali, uh, you know Randy, our truth almost Ricochet, 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 uh, uh, Riddick Moss, Riddle, Sheamus, Shelton, Slapjack, slapjack. <laughs> The Miz, and Xavier Woods, and that's our roster. So, hmm. well, man, it's yeah, it, it, it's it's slim pickings, bro. <laughs> it's, it's slim pickings.
0: Well, like you said, I mean the Keith Lee thing, it's just. You want to believe that could be a scenario, but it's just you don't trust them at all based on what right. they've done with him. And that is I mean, you know, insert someone else like insert name here. It doesn't have to be Keith Lee. Like insert a lot of other people's names in that yeah. same scenario and we're having the same discussion. And and that I think is part of the bigger problem. And this is nothing new. Like we've been talking about this problem for years now. Uh, yeah. but I think with this whole it's all changing, and this again this is another podcast. But the whole changing of the NXT philosophy Ooh. and everything like that—I think it's just we are going to find out very soon. I, I truly believe because of, of several things. This this problem we just talked about—whether it's the depth, whether it's the lack of star power, or whether it is continued push of competition from AEW. With CM Punk and Brian Danielson and maybe Bray Wyatt and all of these other ones that we've seen, perhaps make that move. I think this is going to be a very interesting next three months for WWE. Um, yeah. and, and let's just say this though, like, and, and when we say stuff like that, I am not saying, and a lot of other people when they say it too are not saying that. WWE is going to be going out of business you know, by this time next year.
1: Nobody wants that. Nobody wants want that, and they have don't want that. <laughs> They have
0: so much money that it is just – money is not their issue, right? And as you pointed this out to you, Andrew, I think it's always an important point to make. WWE has said so many times ad nauseum now, they are in the sports entertainment, entertainment. business. <laughs> they are not in the professional wrestling business. These yes. are two different companies in two different – aiming for two different things and that's why when we always make those comparisons it's so hard to do that because we can look at viewership and ratings and all this other stuff but you have to remember that these are while they may put on a a foundation that's the same with professional wrestling they are acting as different companies in terms of what their ultimate goal and strategy is and Mm -hmm. i think that's that's always important to keep in mind here so this is where i really believe it like you know Let's say that coming out of SummerSlam, yes, there's a lot of buzz. We've already seen there's media stuff everywhere on Brock Lesnar. You know, he's back and all this other. It's the it's the st- same thing we've seen before um, when it comes to you know these sort of media pushes and everything after this big moment you do and all that. But it's it's all about the follow up and what does that look like? You know, if 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 on Monday, you know, AEW Rampage does 1.5 million viewers or something like you know that's what what does things look like going from here? Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be interesting from, especially for WWE because they just, they giveth and they taketh away (laughs) more so much. And I think that it's after a certain amount of time, you know, whether it's something like Becky and Bianca, whether it's having maybe this eventual issue of not just having the star power to book your way out of some of these scenarios, other than just bringing back Brock or bringing back Goldberg or bringing back someone else. Um, at what point does that get to where those are no longer options and you have to figure out exactly what you're going to do inside your own company? And maybe that's where the NXT thing changes stuff, but I don't think we're expecting anyone to come out of NXT with change philosophy or not that's going to be able to come up to the main roster tomorrow and all of a sudden be able to walk up and provide the star power that they need, I think, in a lot of different places uh, right now. On it just I don't know. It's just... It's a very interesting spot, I think, for WWE coming out of this pay per view.
1: Yeah, well, I think you hit on a real solid point about uh, about NXT as well. Like are we, uh, like uh, you know, we're recording this on the day of Takeover. Um, you know, you got the Adam Cole situation lingering over. Like, I don't think anybody knows what Adam Cole is going to do. Like he he is in probably one of the best positions that I've seen a free agent in in a long time. He is in a great yeah. position. He he can't do any wrong in this situation. I don't care what nobody says. He stays with WWE. I'm pretty sure he can make bank. Maybe the storyline is probably going to be as good. But, hey, look, that man is going to be set for life. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure he, he probably will be, you know. And um, if he leaves, he's going to be in the company with some of his closest friends, his significant other, who is on top of her game right now. Like, and I'm pretty sure he'll have a really, really great run if he decides to leave, you know. So, I, I, Adam Cole, he, he genuinely can't do any wrong in this situation. Like, he's in a great spot. Um. You know, maybe he can, you know, go on SmackDown or, or go on Raw to provide some, you know, so, some 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 freshness to the division, you know, whichever brand they decide to put him on. If he does indeed choose to stay with WWE, it's a it's an interesting dynamic, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, like I said, like I know you know you like to keep the podcast uh, an hour. Me and me and you definitely did. So uh, we did some good talking. <laughs> but like uh, I, I did want to mention that today. Very, very, very interesting interview is dropping on the I think on the BT Sports Channel. Uh, Nick Khan is doing a, a thirty yeah. minute some interview that is going to be uh, something. And I, I, I think Ariel Helwani, I, I, I really, I really like him as an interviewer. So I definitely expect him to ask what you know what a lot of people are asking. I'm not, I'm not expecting Nick Khan to go full in because you know he's he's a businessman, very intelligent. He's not gonna you know come out and just spill the beans. I, I'm 100% sure he's not doing that, but it, it'll be very interesting to see facial reactions, facial expressions, uh, you know, some things like that to, you know, certain, some of the questions that a lot of people really do want to know about releases and you know, what exactly his role is there. Like, cause I think there is an idea of what he does, but I don't think there's like really clear like a lot of people connect him to a lot of the releases that happen, you know, so it's like it, it, it I think that's probably going to be one of the more interesting interviews of 2021 without question
0: i think so because yeah it's it's just a it's a fascinating time i think for wwe and like we said it's it's bigger than just this pay-per-view which there's as we talked about there's a lot coming out of it in terms of um directions they could go and all this but from a business standpoint which eric Bischoff i know it's, it's said this recently you know he talks about it's even more interesting, I think from the business aspect right now. it's great to, you know the wrestling's great and, and there's a lot of things you can find a lot of positives even though you know we, we we kind of railed on some of the things which still there are a lot of positives you can find um, in a lot of different companies right now. but from the business side of things, it is as interesting as it's been in a long, long time. Um, and that's where you know a figure like Nick Khan has has played a big role in that. Um, you know for better or worse, I guess uh, we will find out in that scenario but uh yes Andrew like I said um we could have we could have done a three-hour podcast here probably um there was just so much we could have gotten into and I'm sure there are things at SummerSlam that we didn't even hit on but I think we got uh the biggest points and uh, uh defined ultimately by our um you know amazing half hour on uh Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair uh, which uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just uh put out I'm gonna use that as the the teaser Andrew it's going to be an all-timer our, our <laughs> first uh, half of the <laughs> the podcast but uh, of course you have a lot going on as uh, as we all know uh, over at post wrestling and on your YouTube channel uh, you got a great shout out here recently from the one and only uh, Chris yeah, Hero man. and I know that was that was pretty awesome for you so uh anything you got coming up anything you got in the works uh plug it as always my friend
1: I appreciate you man and uh yeah everybody can just go check out my uh my my interviews over at the Andrew Thomas Interviews YouTube channel. I uh, got some things coming out in the next couple of weeks, trying to line some some more stuff up, Uh, hopefully get back out there in person again. I really enjoy doing that. Um, Of course, you know, you can check out my written work uh, at postwrestling.com. I got a lot, lot of news updates up there, a lot of single stories. Um, So yeah, everybody can go, you know, ch- check those out, read into those. A lot of good information in that, and uh, appreciate all the support.
0: Yep. You got it as always, and uh, yeah, be sure to check everything out. As usual, we'll have the to... Links to all of Andrew's stuff uh, in the show notes as we do uh, every time he joins us here on the podcast. So you can check everything out on that. Uh, we'll also uh, have, uh, I'll put my link for the uh, SummerSlam review uh, over on the side of 41 one mania in the show notes as well. So you can uh, read that and use that as a nice little companion to this uh, discussion. And uh, as usual, also I'll have the uh, link to the GoFundMe uh, for Larry Zaka's family in the show notes. So be sure to continue to share and contribute that if you can. Uh, and as always, subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. Search for 411 on Wrestling and uh, leave us a nice five-star rating review. That just helps the show reach more people and uh, everything else, uh, 411mania.com. But uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the 411 on Wrestling Podcast.